Hi everybody, I'm Brandon Lozer. And I'm Rich Warren. Welcome to Watch It Buddy. A new review from a middle-aged view. All right. That was good. We, Thanks, we got through it. I got through it. Take seven. <laughs> no, that was no, our first time. No, we got it. Yeah, this is our uh, first show. Uh, it's a, a movie review show um, with uh, our take on it, a middle-aged take on it. We're going to share with you what we see, what we notice. Hopefully you agree, and if you disagree, that's fine too. Uh, we're not the only ones here. We also have somebody behind the camera who's going to be uh, helping us produce the show. That's my and wife, Rachel. She deserves uh, more credit than we do. Yes. So if you hear Rachel say anything, that's that's our producer. Yeah. That was her. <laughs> <laughs> we just threw stuff at her. So, uh, so she's going to help us along the way uh, if we get lost or if we uh, get off track. Because we happens. tend to do that. We, we tend to, to, not that it's not entertaining, it just might be off the subject. Right. And uh, she's helped help us harness and get back on track because we're older and uh <laughs> <laughs> what movie what movie were we huh? doing what is this podcast thing you youngsters <laughs> are listening to i want to get on that um so uh we got a sponsor we do yeah what's who's the sponsor review butt plugs <laughs> if you don't like our review stick it up your ass Can't see Rachel because there's a light. There's a light right there. I guarantee she's just uh, shaking her head. All I just, just wanted to clarify is that that's not a real sponsor. Not a real sponsor. <laughs> no, we're still working. I, I hopefully, our... hopefully that didn't need clarification. <laughs> um, but okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of asses, um, no, the, Valentine's Day is coming up soon, and um, the other day, uh, my uh, better half, her name's Frederica, she had asked me to. Uh, to get some diapers. I was already going to go and get some chocolates and some things for Valentine's mm -hmm. Day. And um, a little something to drink. So I got some champagne and I uh, got some chocolate and some diapers. And I go up to the cash register and the guy's looking at me. He goes, all right, hey man, how you doing? You getting ready for Valentine's Day? I said, yeah, I'm going to party till I shit myself. And nothing, like nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I thought we were buddies there for a second. I'm like, are we, no, not funny? Okay, no. all right. Well, was... All right, happy well, Valentine's Day. Uh... <laughs> Well, tonight I was doing the same thing, and uh, and I grabbed um, what we're what we're drinking tonight because that's what we're also gonna do. We're gonna while we're reviewing, we're also gonna drink a drink that is kind of in, influenced or um, uh, inspired by inspired thematic. by yeah uh, uh, the movie. And uh, so uh, tonight uh, we're doing you could say it Sazerac Sazerac. It's um, it's it's apparently it's, it's the first cocktail ever made. Yeah, and created it's very popular in New Orleans, and we'll get to the movie we're going to talk about. But when I was at the the cashier, uh, the bagger handed me my whiskey and chocolate, and he's like, and cereal. He said, "Have fun with your your whiskey and chocolate and cereal." And I'm like, okay, okay, all right, okay. thanks, buddy. It was so awkward. He was that that that. Thought everything was funny and thought he was hilarious when he said it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Can you imagine? He said, Yeah, I'm gonna party till I shit myself. Victor says, Might have been the same guy. Might have been the same guy. Sazerac. Uh, Sazerac. Uh, and the reason why we're drinking this is Cheers. the movie we're reviewing is Knives Out. And it's a very, it's a. Uh, For Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, you know. Nothing says I love you like murder. Mm. Oh, my heart bleeds for you. 
I love you so much. Murder. Nice yeah. Also, Sazerac, um, New Orleans drink, because um, Daniel Craig's character, uh, the very eccentric uh, detective in here, Benoit, uh, he's from New Orleans, and he's got a New Orleans slash Louisiana accent. Yep. And so that's where that inspired from. So as the review goes on, um, so will we. Um, Welcome to our first podcast. Yeah. There might be some hiccups along the way. There might be some train wrecks. <laughs> Stick around and watch. <laughs> What's this about here? All right. Uh, well, wa uh, watch it, buddy. That's the show we're doing. Um, watch it, buddy. Whoa. All right, the movie's called Knives Out. It's uh, about a detective that investigates a, the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. Oh, that sounds good. And uh, the whole breakdown is here. I don't know if you want to read that. Sure, I'll be happy to. Okay. Let me have a little sip. Let me have a little sip of my Sazerac. It reminds me, you know, everybody knows like the rice. Uh, Zatarans. New Orleans rice. Sazerac. Louisiana style. Oh. No, this is going to be good. Hold on. Okay. All right. When renowned crime novelist Holland Thromby is found dead at his estate just after his 85th birthday, the inquisitive and debonair detective Benoit Blanc is mysteriously enlisted to investigate. From Holland's dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Blanc sifts through a web of red herrings and self-serving lies to uncover the truth behind Holland's untimely death. Hmm. I had no idea you could speak with a British accent. <laughs> Move over, James Bond. <laughs> That's who we're talking about. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so uh, that's what the movie's about. Um, and it's written by uh, Ryan Johnson, and he also directed it. Uh, this was a fun, fun fucking movie. Yeah, we had a great time. It was so good that I saw it twice. And um, backpedal a little bit. Um, it was like, oh, I wasn't that interested in seeing it. My wife went and saw it, and she said, you have to see this movie. It is so good. I'll go again. So Just she, be clear. We're talking about our producer? Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, Rachel says... Okay, what other wife are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel says, we have to see it. So we, she sees it again. I see it for the first time. And I was blown away. It was yeah. amazing. And then, and then he told me about it. And you have to see it. He's like, hey, our first podcast should be about this movie. And I just watched it Monday. Was it Monday night? Sunday night. Sunday. Hmm. Is it Monday night? No, Monday. Monday. So this is Wednesday, by the way. So just watched it just a few days ago. So it is pretty fresh in my mind. Um, and I've, refreshed in mine because I saw it a second time. Twice. So he'll probably have more input. And more things that he's picked up on than me, especially in a whodunit type of uh, uh, crime mystery like this. There's so many elements and so many things to try to sift through and yeah, figure so out and twists twist. and turns. Yeah, man, it's, it's so it's, much fun. It's um, so good. Um, let's talk about Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that he uh, he directed and yeah. wrote the Last Jedi. Most of you guys probably know him from that. Yeah, don't um, hold it against him. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I was introduced to was uh, was Brick. It's the first movie I saw. See, I, 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 I hadn't seen that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, he's done he's done a lot. He's done um, written and directed quite a bit. And uh, Looper Looper was no one talks about Looper by the way. I've I mean, seen that. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Um, I thought that was good. It, like it, um, it feels like it came and went. 
I loved it so much, and I'm not surprised that a story like Looper with so many twists and turns in it, that he was capable to write something that as good as Knives Out. Mm -hmm. And it keeps you guessing the whole time. And he uh, he uses a lot of the same actors. Uh, one of the actors is also in Looper, one of the detectives. We'll get through all those yeah. characters and stuff. But he seems to use those people over and over again. You know, once you... Once you meet somebody and you work with them, you, you know, you like them and keep using them, you find parts for them. So, I don't know. A lot know. of directors do that, like Scorsese or Mel yep. Brooks. Sure, sure. I mean, people. of course, you know, we know Tarantino loves, mm -hmm. loves Samuel Jackson. Yeah. So, I wonder, I mean, just like Tarantino, he'll he'll write for that person. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if uh, Ryan's done that too, but. Um, oh, when you like when you write it, and you yeah, say, that's the person. That's the person I have in mind. This, or he goes to them and says, "This is who I want you to play." Yeah, you know. And the so. cast, the cast is just—it's a home run. Uh, heavy hitters, they—they they all just hit it out the park. Everybody does an amazing job, and and you just you couldn't ask for a better cast. And I'm sure that when they came across the desk and they said, "Hey, Ryan Johnson's doing a film. Here's the screenplay," and they read it, how could you say no to this? It's—it's. It's I mean, so it's good. so much fun. Um, we got Dan Craig, he's a detective. Uh, Christopher Plummer, um, he plays uh, Harlan Thromby. He's basically the patriarch of this eccentric family. So it centers around Christopher Plummer, Harlan Thromby's death. Yeah, and he dies right away. I mean, we get to go back and see him and, and, and reveal some things along the story and see him alive. So when the movie starts, yes, it's it's a, basically based on him being dead. Yeah. But then we get to go back and it unravels and we get to see more of the story. On some of it's on different people's point of view and different people telling it, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's so when you cool. Hear when you hear the stories. different takes on it. Um, and just to be clear, this is filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, please stop this right now. Pause it. Go watch the movie. Yeah. And then come back and watch it. Because we haven't given anything else away. No. I mean, we know we, that much. That's, we know that much. That's for sure. You know that going into it. So we are going to be spoiling a lot of things and going over the plot points and twists of this film. Um, and uh, those of you who've seen it, now you've tuned back in, you're watching, and uh, we're gonna. This is all of our podcasts are gonna be like this. We're gonna go deep, deep into uh, story and characters, and um, and basically our review of the whole thing, not just hey, we liked it. This is why we liked it. It yeah. was good. It was fun. But we're gonna go into what we liked and didn't like mm -hmm. about scenes and uh, and moments. Yeah, how things could have been better, or or it was it couldn't have been any other way. Yeah. So, so um, Chris Evans is in it, and and he plays uh, Harlan Christopher Plummer's grandson. Chris uh, Chris Evans has name and and the piece is uh, he he goes by Ransom, but his full name is Hugh. Right. Yeah. Hugh Ransom Ransom Drysdale. And, he does. Oh yeah, he goes. Okay. Sorry. Right. So very rarely do you hear anybody in the movie call him Hugh, um, but it is mentioned briefly in, in some of the scenes. But everybody in the family calls him Ransom, which you think they're there's humor to it. There's that's kind of an inside joke in a way because when you know when someone asks for a ransom, it's like, oh, I'm holding this person and I I'm gonna keep this until you give me money. Right. So it's obviously a play on words. Yeah, it's totally. So I mean, yeah, it's, a little nod, nod, little wink, wink, nudge, um, nudge there. And uh, his uh, nurse for Harlan is Ana de Armas. Big arms, Armas, 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 Ana de Armas. Thank you. Uh, Anna, Thank you. That's our producer, everybody. She's, uh, she's there to help us. Uh, and who does she play? She plays uh, Harlan's nurse. That's Christopher Plummer's character, Harlan. Um, he's old. He's 85. This is 
the night of his 85th birthday. Uh, she's been his caretaker and friend, you know. Uh, she even really says that she started just a few hours a week and then amped it up because he wanted more he, time. He wanted more time. He could, he could trust him. Yeah. Uh, her character name is Marta Cabrera, and the whole movie centers around her. And we'll get, again, we'll get more into that, but... We're just going to go through the actors and who their characters are and talk a little bit about them a little bit just because they blew us away. Yeah. We want to give you a full... And if you've seen this, you probably you already know these characters. Um, Michael Shannon. Oh, we skipped. Did we? The Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome. Yeah. Um, I like I liked her so much in this because even though she's, she's eccentric and even though she's selfish, um, she still loves her dad. Yeah, and she's she, yeah, she's absolutely a super strong woman, um, um, like the CEO of a company, like built it from the ground up kind of thing, and she's a badass. But her and her dad's relationship is super sweet. Yeah. You know, we see that. Yeah. You know. She she yeah she models herself after him. She wants to be like him. And this could be also be another wink wink nudge nudge to us the audience. Um, but the, the director, Ryan, he did his first movie, Brick, and he was able to do it by getting uh, a loan from his parents. And Jamie Lee Curtis, her character, Linda, was able to start off her business by getting mm -hmm. a loan from her dad. But she still is self-made. She self calls herself self-made, obviously with a, big, with a big chunk of money, million dollars to start your business. Yeah. Eh, you know, yeah, but, but Ryan Johnson knows where he comes from, too. And, you know, um, uh, he probably, you know, saw a little bit of himself in that uh, at least at least that's my interpretation of it and now we can skip over to michael shannon uh he plays um this uh son by the way jamie the curtis is the eldest out of the kids uh, michael shannon plays the son walt thromby and he he's over the books um so christopher Plummer's character harlan is a writer he writes all of these books the movie's called knives out again kind of a play on words on a lot of the books that christopher Plummer has written have been like murder mystery kind of like your agatha christie books so that's what he's known for, and he is absolutely against selling the rights to them to any kind of uh, right. either like and movies TV, or Netflix yeah. or anything like that. So uh, his son Walt uh, runs the publishing company, but he's always wanting to. Hey, we could do this. We can make so much more money. But Harlan isn't about making him more money because it seems like he's got enough. He's got enough, you know? and it's almost an integrity thing to it. He's like, I don't want to sell out and put an image to something that I can let people use their own imaginations from. I want to keep this at its truest, purest form, and that's a book. Yeah, and it's not about the money. It's not about I it. mean, even though he's made a buttload of money, it's it's. I think he's comfortable enough to go... I mean, they live. In, he lives in a, in a huge place um, and has $60 million, Yeah, you know, and he doesn't need any sure. more money. Well, I think at this point in his career and his life, he's already seen the detriment of of the money and the fortune and what yeah. it can do and what it has done to his family. And we will get into that too. So, um, go ahead. Bro. And then, uh, Don Johnson, yeah. Don Johnson is, uh, uh, rich Drysdale. That's Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis's husband. So Linda's husband, uh, rich. And, uh, I thought he was so good. He was so good. He's so good. So good. He's um, so good. He, I don't know how he looks like he's anti-aged to me. Yeah, when I saw him on, I mean, who knows? Son of a bitch! I'm look. I'm yeah. forty. I'm forty-eight, guys. What? And Don Johnson looks amazing. Yeah, I want to kick him in the face. Yeah, and he's it's so pretty good. fucking he's face. Just um... <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! 
Yeah, I'm just gonna say crocodile. Family vice. But I mean, it's he's awesome. But it seems like he just milks off of her. You don't even really know what his job is. Yeah, you don't know what he what he's about. And then yeah, things unfold on him, and it's just he's the son-in-law. He's the son-in-law, and he's just he's just eating up the money. Funny as shit. Oh man, so good. And last but not least, as far as the the main family, family and the main cast, Tony Collette. And she, if you've seen her in anything, you know how awesome she is. And she is a chameleon when it comes to acting. She can just blend in and, and be anybody. And oh my God, she, you, you love to hate her in this uh, just because she's so eccentric and so over the top. And she tries to be so liberal minded, but she's clueless. Yeah. And her character married um, one of Harlan's sons who passed away. I don't know how long they were married or whatever, but she and her daughter just kind of hung on to the family. Yeah. It's like she's still attached to the family because she has the granddaughter. Right. So she's still there. Right. With I would think they, they were married for a while, mm-hmm. you know, um, that after he passed away that they just didn't kick her to the curb. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, Meg is the granddaughter. Yeah. And I think... Um, and she's part I, of the family now But anyway. I think the family probably would have pushed her away, but Harlan... Right. He's like, no, she's she's my daughter now. Kind yeah. Of thing. I, I, that's and, how I felt. And as we get more into the story and we talk more about the scenes and how things unfold, we'll we'll mention some of the, the other actors that are in here as well. Um, but that's the main cast, and they are uh, awesome. As awesome as they all are, the one person, a few people get to play against type, and I'd say Daniel Craig plays against type more than I've seen him in anything he's yeah. ever done. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, we're used to seeing Daniel Craig in action films and. And of course, James Bond is best known for that. But to play this character, um, this and, and the way they introduce him—he's just this background character. Oh man, he's sitting in the background listening to these people being interrogated by the police, who've already interrogated them before. It's real suicide, and and he's just—I honestly—and I've seen it twice. Yeah, and I don't remember seeing him in the background until he reaches over <laughs> and hits the key on the key on the piano. Um, so everybody in the house is being questioned again, so, right? Again, they've so, been questioned by the local police. Daniel Craig's character is there; he's in the background, like like Brandon said. And everyone's coming in to um, this room, and in the room, by the way, there's this elaborate, ornate uh, knife layout behind him. It looks like it's part of the background; it's part of the furniture. It's the center point of the movie. Again, a lot of those movies deal with knives. Some of his yeah. books are called "A Thousand Knives" and things like that. Um, so. Everyone that's questioned is sitting with that behind them. And then the police are there asking an exam. Again, everything's been ruled as a suicide. His, by the way, his throat was slit with a knife. The blood splatter. Looks like there was no no one else in the room. Mm-hmm. Based on, on all, everything that they've seen, like there's nothing distracted the splatter from his throat. Ruled a suicide. And um, why is he there? Yeah, because he is hired by somebody who he doesn't even know. He gets a... a but he doesn't admit that at first. Because uh, Jamie Lee correct, Curtis, correct. Jamie Curtis you're right. the first one says, who like, are you and hired. why are you here? Right. He goes, uh, I'm not at liberty to say. Yeah. But he just, yeah, he, he, dodged, he dodged the question. Guy. But he doesn't, no, he doesn't even know. He doesn't him. know. Uh, but he gets a big wad of cash to investigate because they feel that the local police, whoever hired him, feels that the local police haven't done their job. Right. Not only that, but, you know. but the family, whoever hired him knows that the family might have been up to something. Somebody's yeah, up to yeah. something. You know, there's 
there's a huge estate at at not at risk but up for grabs yeah there's maybe? a fortune there's a whole fortune the house uh the obviously the publishing for the books mm -hmm. and then the 60 million dollars in you know that he has yeah that, that everyone's everyone knows they're probably going to get a piece of that yeah and someone's going to get more than others um so yeah i mean everyone can benefit from him dying there's so many people that can benefit from him dying and during this quote-unquote questioning slash interrogation it's not really an interrogation it's just questions um they all lie so right away they lie and right away we question um their integrity we question their right. character and and like brandon was saying he stays in the background and he'll hit a key on the piano he's sitting to the piano he'll just hit a key and that could be interpreted different ways it's like why is he hitting the key? He's hitting the key because when they say something, it's a lie, or when they say something, it's based on speculation. Well, that's what Dad would want. Well, you don't know that, so I'm going to hit right. this piano. The way I took it is, yeah. mm, change your line of questioning. Uh huh. I don't like to the officer. To or? the officer. Okay. That's how I took it. I took like I, I've heard enough. Change the line. Yeah, like now they're kind of now they're leading. Now they're leading the the oh that's interrogation. Good. That's good. Okay. Let's get this back on track. That's good. I like that. Um, that's that's how I uh, how I took it. But it took me the second time to see it, you know, mm. to really, really finite that and, and, and believe what I what I thought it was. Because um, they're, they start talking and, and then all of a sudden this ding and it takes them out of it. And then they notice this guy in the background and they're like, <laughs> and before they can ask who it is, then they ask another question. Yeah. And, uh, Until eventually he does introduce himself. Yeah. Or or like Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> and even Michael Johnson. He goes, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, made me fucking that's so fuck. funny because um, Jamie Lee Curtis even oh, that's so funny because she's like you're not gonna bait me you're not gonna let me talk shit about my little brother and then cut to Don Johnson just spilling the fucking beans yeah. like he doesn't own shit. shit he wants <laughs> he wants to sell the movie rights they got into a big fight over this and and no uh, Harlan didn't want to do all this stuff yeah. with the movies so um, the questioning alone they get so much information they get lies, and now would be a good time, I think, to talk about what each person lies about. Yeah. Um, and how I, I'm just I'm just caught up with how they tell their story, and 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 we watched it together, and he's like hit me. Like, oh man, I was. He, I, he's probably got bruises because I was so happy. I was enjoying. Because I was like, oh, hello, I was hitting him on the leg. I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. But how they shoot a scene one way and make us believe this is what happened. So good. And then somebody else retells that story, and now it's from a different camera angle. Exact same scene. Yeah. And Just we're seeing it from I, I wonder. I wonder if it's the same take. Just, I, I don't know. I don't, man, I would say uh, there's one take that I, they probably didn't do it in, and there's a, uh, we're going to jump ahead a little bit, but Tony Collette comes in to check on Harlan, and yeah, yeah. and the the board got pushed over, and she's yeah. like, uh, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Oh yeah, the uh, the board fell over, uh, we're fine." And then you see um, you see her Marta in the corner, just with her back to Tony Collette's character, and then then when they show it again later, that it's right in front of Marta. There's no way a camera could have been there. Right. So so you're right. So yeah, Christopher right. Plummer yeah. and Tony Collette had to redo the scene exactly the way they did yeah, it the first you're right. time. You're right. That was I love that. It's so brilliant. Yeah, so well done. And so how, go back to Tony Collette. Um, since we're talking about her, one of her first lies is she gets she gets called ca caught um, 
she's basically embezzling embezzling money. money. It's supposed money's supposed to go to her daughter's uh, tuition, and she's been stealing a hundred thousand for the past four years. Yeah. So what Harlan's been writing a check to uh, Joni to pay for that, right. but he's also been writing a check to Meg's school. Meg is Joni's daughter. Um, it's the same amount. So he's he's been writing double checks. So she's been embezzling. It hasn't been going to. So she it hasn't been going to, to the school. And she's got um, her own like cosmetic. Yeah, she started her own company, and um, so they call her on that. Like, uh, did he cut you off? And she's like, Oh no, no, it was just a con confusion with, with the money. So. And everyone lies, and he cuts everybody off. Yeah. This whole thing centers around him cutting them all off because it's almost like Harlan 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 Harlan, Harlan the, the the main guy who has all the money who, who the patriarch of the family the writer of all of these publishing he he's like it's been a detriment he's done them a disservice by giving them so much he's spoiled them he's made he's enabled them and he's finally eventually come to realize you know what I haven't let you be your own person right it's time for you to go he doesn't come out and, and fire like Walt, for example, who runs his publishing company, who keeps wanting it to go this other avenue. And Harlan's like, that's not where it's going. So I'll tell you what, you're done. It's 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 not right for me to expect you to run this the way you do. It's not our books. It's my books. And he does that with every family member. Mm -hmm. He just cuts them off, cuts them off. I don't remember how. I'm not giving you money anymore. You need the, to fend for yourself. But he doesn't cut Jamie Lee Curtis off. Because she, no, you're right. She hasn't. But. Don he Johnson. does go to Don Johnson. He doesn't, I guess he blackmails. It's not really a blackmail. It's he just even, says, you tell her or I will. He gives him the opportunity to yeah. fess up and man up. Because he's been cheating on his wife. So that's, um, it's not a blackmail. Right. He's not. But he, a little, but he does hold a letter with the right. letter L, his daughter's name. He's like, I know my daughter. She'd want to know. I have it all in this envelope. And if you tell her I or I will. Yeah. I mean, because he's essentially cutting off Don Johnson by proxy because they are married and he doesn't want the money that might go to Jamie Lee Curtis to go to Don Johnson. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. That's great. Um, so, yeah. But it, but that's great point. However, whether he was or whether he was getting money from him or not, I think as a father, he probably still would have done that. It helps it helps the thread we, where we figure out basically exactly what you guys are saying. Like all the interviews are basically establishing motive for every single character we're seeing, except really for Jamie Lee Curtis. Because mm -hmm. right. she's pretty even keeled, seems to have pretty yeah. uh good motivations. We see her snap a little later, which is sure. makes us maybe go, Oh, well maybe we, she is involved we, somehow, but it's establishing mo motive for everybody, basically. Sure. And I think uh in in whether he's um, hmm. Linda's father or her friend, he's he doesn't want Don Johnson or Rich to siphon off his daughter, right? Which he's doing, yeah. That's so what it's like, so um, even though it's not his money, it's her money, and he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and like I was saying, like yes, that is that is he would he's doing that. He's cutting yeah. him off. Like, don't take any money from my daughter because she has her own company and you're kind of, you know, still just... Because I, I bet there's a prenup when they got married. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so 
he doesn't want him to say anything because then he's not going to make he's not going to get any money if he yeah. leaves. So which uh, reminds me when Jamie Lee Curtis is being in question, she makes it very I love little things that Ryan Johnson dashes in there. For example, it's it's all of those things in a murder mystery that you want where they're giving you the information even when you don't know that they're giving you the information. It's not until later that you catch up that it's been planted in your head and subconsciously you hear it. For example, she tells things like Dad liked to play games. He liked to play games, and as long as you played along, you know, um, you played along with his game, it made him happy, and he liked that. And and there's some interesting things that unfold at the end with Jamie Lee Curtis with that note that he's mm -hmm. holding. And you go, oh, they, you, she, she told us. She told us in the very beginning. They had their own secret They had their language. own secret way of talking, their own secret yeah. language. And you go, oh, I love stuff like that. It's You didn't have to do that. But I love that you gave us that. No, but it was it's it's it was just sprinkled yeah. and then not talked about for an hour. I love that. You know, it's yeah. really um, well done. And um yeah, it's the kind of movie that you want to watch over and over again because you know you're gonna pick up on little things like that the more you watch it. And and and, and, and you've already watched it, I mean yeah. twice. Both of you guys have. And um and that's so good. And and um so yeah, Don Johnson, um is being questioned and he's lying and he's like, no, we didn't argue. Didn't you come to the yeah. party early? Cause it was 85th birthday. Yeah. 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 You came early to help the caterers. Yeah. Yeah. We heard somebody argue. Is that uh, you? Was it no, you? it was probably, it was probably, um, Lonnie, Lonnie. Uh, no, no, it was, or it Joni, was, Joni. No, yeah, it was Joni. It was two male voices. Oh, Oh, I know what it was. Mm. <laughs> you could act out the movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I know what it was. Cause there's also, uh, Christopher Plummer's Harlan's mom is still alive. And she's so old that they don't know how old she is. She's such an important character. She's such and we we just now mentioning her, but she's and, great, man. And she, and she she's she's just this woman that has this blank stare constantly. She's obviously deaf. She can't hear anything. That's what as an audience you're looking at her going. How is she still hanging on? Right, she's got coat bottle glasses. Yeah, huge and, glasses. Oh man, when when uh, she's questioned, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is questioned. Well, how old is she? No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> Funny as shit. No, one. that is your grandmother. No one knows. No one knows. So Don Johnson says, "Oh, they were arguing about." Uh, Harlan says she has to go live in a nursing home. So he said, "You better tell her, or I will." So that's what that was. That I had to tell her that. That her mom's got to live in a nursing home, or her grandmother. Need, need and of course, home. we see the real the real argument because the director chooses to tell us they they do a cuts and they go back to the moment that it happened and they show us what actually happened and yeah. then they cut back to the questioning. And Don Johnson is, what is he going to say? Is he, oh, he's going to lie. Yeah, of course he's going to lie. Yeah, yeah. And then you wait to hear what kind of story he makes up based on that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and it's fun, and uh, I mean just fun shit. Don Johnson's yeah. so funny. He goes well. Well, uh, everybody idolizes their dad. Do they? No, no, I don't know why I said no, that. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Evans' character gets into a big argument at the beginning of the party. He splits. Um, but I think it's very so. important to mention that he's not at the interviews. He does not show up until way later. Right. Uh, we see we see Chris at the party. By the or, way, Chris Evans is not being questioned. Ransom. Yeah, ransom. Ransom, we see Ransom's, um, he, he storms off at the party and he's long gone. We don't see him 
until the reading of the will. We just hear people talking about him. Yeah. Well, we hear people talking about him, and when they t go into flashbacks talking about the party, we see him storming out, uh, and we see Grandma watch him leave. Um, Ransom, you leaving already? You know, um, and talking about Daniel Craig playing opposites, Chris Evans plays opposites from things we've seen him in. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were talking about the all-American hero, Captain America. You know, the good guy that we see in everything, this purest guy that we've seen in all these Avenger movies. He gets he's to play this snotty, just, just uh, entitled, yeah. been given everything. He's never had a job in his life. And and he's just, he just wants it all, but doesn't want to earn it. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's 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 entitled. He's he's a trust fund baby, even though he's, it's like, mom, I need money. And that's, I think that's how he's lived. He has a nice car. He didn't. He didn't buy it. Yeah, you know all yeah. that, all that. So, and he's Linda, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Don Johnson, Richard's son. Yeah. Um, then we get Walt. You've already talked about him. He he uh, he runs the the publishing, and then he gets he gets let go. So he lies about. Yeah. About, Don Johnson's like, oh yeah, they got to a big fight. Yeah, and he says. Oh no no no! Uh, that's that's not what happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what I don't remember what he what his lie was. What he said, like I was talking about something about Netflix, and he said no. Like it was a very uh, small. But he small made it line. seem like no no they Netflix will get the deal or something. It was it was it, it was curbed to make it seem like seem like that uh, that movie rights and all that were still a thing. Even though yeah, well, he keeps he keeps talking about the numbers, talking about the numbers. Uh, Walt kept mentioning that, but look at the numbers, Dad. Look at the numbers, Dad. And his dad's just like, uh, "I've done you a disservice this whole time. Uh, you no longer have to do this." And that was his very diplomatic way of saying, "He didn't say you're fired, but he's saying you're yeah. not going to be doing this." Anymore. And he even says, "Are you firing me?" He says, "We'll talk about yeah, we'll talk." It's about his eighty fifth birthday. He doesn't yeah. want to go through all this shit with everybody, yeah. and, that, and that's what he's doing. Um, he's going through all this stuff with every family member and then, you know, yeah, it's, and he, it's call, like, he calls Joni out too. And they all want money from him. Yeah. And so he's got to deal with this on his birthday. It's and I, and, Godfather, and, and that's why they're all Godfather. lying about it now, because if, if they said, yeah, he fired me or he cut me out, I'm not making any money, then, then it would, it would totally look like they're now have a motive to kill him. And I believe that's why they're lying. Like, if they said, yeah, he fired me last night. Well, and, sure. I mean, you yeah, know, they're all selfish, and they're trying to cover their own tracks. So... And Don Johnson's character, I mean, no one wants to their their dirty laundry to be out there for everybody to see. Right. You know, their image uh, and their reputation. And then with Don Johnson's character is his, is his marriage and his, you know, his uh, affair. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas you have Chris Evans, who just straight up just is like, you you know, you're gonna give me money. Why? Why are you cutting me off your money? Yeah. And um, uh, Joni, she, he, he calls her out and says, "You've been making a hundred thousand dollars from me for the past four years." It's, and he writes her one more check. Says, "This is the last check I'm giving you," um, which is, it's it's gracious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, that just shows how nice a guy this person is. Even though somebody's been stealing him, stealing from him for the last four years, yeah, he still says, "Okay, here you go," but this is it. Um, 
the most important character in the whole film, the one thing that this centers around is Marta. And she plays Harlan's nurse. And um, as fun as these other characters are, and as great as they are, um, Marta is the lead. It all, it all circles around her, her relationship with Harlan, um, how she's viewed by the family, um, and how they all say, you're like family to us, you're like family to us, you're like family to us, but not really, only not really. when it's convenient to them. And they all think she's from a different country. <laughs> and by the way, I don't think they ever really say where she's from. No. Um, that which is part of the humor to to you know, Paraguay, yeah, Brazil, Cuba, it's everywhere. Uh, yeah, Brazil, Cuba. yeah. I mean, it's it's, like... it's it's so so fucking funny because it's it's just thrown out there. It's not like eh, you know. It's like she, well, it shows how ignorant her family's from. Yeah, it shows it shows how ignorant and 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 they're all they all try to come across. Well, most of them anyway, as liberals with this open minded sense of of immigration and everything like that but it, they're out of touch and um it's it's if there's any metaphor in this movie whatsoever first of all it's hard enough to write a murder mystery and keep us interested and keep us engaged and show us something we haven't seen before and and give us a twist but to also throw in a political metaphor at the same time if there is one throughout this it's about how people can be hypocritical about immigration uh, and and this really touches on that a lot without throwing it in your face. I mean, they they, they slightly do that, I guess. They do. You know, they don't throw it in your face. I mean, you know, but uh, they all they, talk they about do it. talk about it. Not just know. not knowing where she's from, but saying you're like family, but they don't even invite her to the funeral. Right, and then they all say, oh, "I wish you would have been there. I really wanted you there." Yeah, I, all I, of them say, "I, I really wanted you there. I got outvoted." Yeah. So if they all wanted you there, how how could they? All get well, I mean, Don Johnson saying immigrants who get the job done as if he's in touch with that. Um, and the fact that they, they see her as less than, less than. We'll help you out if we need to. But then when she is in power of them, that's when the right. tables turn. And that's what happens. Um, Harlan leaves everything to her. And then that's when the shift happens. Now they're against her completely. Now they're like, she doesn't deserve it. He manipulated, uh, she manipulated Harlan, and that's why she's getting all the money, getting the house, and... Yeah. and um, None of them earned what they had. She did. She worked hard. Yeah. She's a nurse. She has a heart. But that was, uh, yeah, that wasn't her intent. Her, no, her it's, intent No, but it's about, was, it's about seeing, looking down on someone and not thinking they're smart enough to know what's what. Right. Um, but I, I think that, I think that's why Harlan gave her the money, because her intent wasn't to sponge off him and to to get that money from him i'm just doing a job and i'm i'm your friend you know and and i think that's that's what it that's what her intent was and then when when the families you know uh they're out for blood and they want they want what's due to them that they believe yeah. and then it doesn't come to them and it goes to her someone who's not in the family someone who's just a worker somebody from another country doesn't deserve what they feel they should be entitled to. And they, 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 yeah, it turns on her. Um, so the biggest plot point when, when this all happens is who hired, who hired Daniel Craig? Who hired Benoit? Why did they hire him? 
if this was a suicide, he doesn't, they don't need to hire a detective to investigate. And um, you come to find out that they, on his birthday, he asked Marta to come up and play a game with him. And um, they played this game, and now it's time for his medicine. Um, during the game, Harlan knocks over the, the game board. Um, and the medicine is sitting on the game board. So she goes to pick it up. She puts it back up where she thought she put it. She gives him his injections. And um, to, to relieve some of the pain, she gives him a little bit of morphine. And then... Um, because she realized she switches. She, she realized because the, the board got knocked over and the medicine got knocked over from where she originally put it. She gave him the wrong medication uh, dosage of each one. She, she switched them. She gave him like 100 milligrams of morphine when she was supposed to only give him three. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. So um, he's oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot more. That's a party. <laughs> um, so he has 10 minutes to live. And she, he comes up with this this way of uh, keeping her safe because her family is um, undocumented. undocumented. So they they shouldn't be in the United States. But she doesn't, he doesn't want her to go to jail. Her parents go back home, uh, her family, her sister and her mom to go back home. So he comes up with the scheme of uh, tricking everybody that he's still alive um, and to protect her because he cares about her so much. And that's what I really liked about their relationship, that it, it wasn't, she wasn't after anything. And he wasn't after anything. He was, they were there in mutual friendship, you know. And then yeah. this accidentally happens. And he says, well, this is what we need to do to protect you. Um, so he says, I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. By the time the police get, or by the time the ambulance get here. Ten minutes. Uh, too, ten minutes time. too long. It's not enough time. I live too far away. It's not going to happen. So a couple of things that are important to note in that scene. She wants to call the ambulance, and he decides not to. He hangs up the phone. She also has an anecdote, for lack of a better term, that can rectify the situation. Rectify the situation. And Did you say anecdote? Anecdote. 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 Anecdote is a story to tell. Yes. That's funny. That's what we did earlier when I talked about shit in my pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> Sasserac. Wow, I, um, I need more. Um, it's not in the bag. So what could help him isn't there. And he... It's almost like because he's a murder mystery writer, there are funny moments even during his own death when he goes, so this is a really good way to kill somebody. And he takes a note. Yeah, he takes a and note. he got that... 10 minutes to live. And he still has... And the writer in him has to jot it down because it's such a great plot point. But when, when she can't find that in the bag, that's when he goes, mm. It's almost like you see it, like he knows something's wrong. And he's like, something's not right about yeah. this. You got to get out of here. I'm going to protect you. Because if you get caught, your mom's going to get deported. And, and, and I honestly think because he's a writer and he's thought of all these things of, of how to, like, if he were to write this, this is how it would be written. You know, like. You yeah, and I mean? on that point, Walt, yeah. his son Walt, when he's being interviewed, makes a really good point of saying, and this is another little nugget that Ryan Johnson throws at us that's back here. Dad always said that um, the plots just came to him, full story. Uh, so when you said that just now, and yeah. he came up with a plan for her to escape, 
it came to him full story. He knew yeah, everything she should that's do really good. and how she that. should do it in order to make it look like she's in the clear. Yeah. She's in the clear. Yeah. So there's no way you were here when I died. So go do this, go do this, go do this. Like I tell you to, and you're in the clear and everything's good. Yeah. And so the, the rest of the movie is her trying to be clean, you know? And so it yeah. doesn't look like she did it, even though she did. Yeah. So he did kill himself. He, he took a knife to him, to his throat and, 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 uh, and slit his throat and, and she witnessed it. Like she went back in and says, you can't, you know, whatever. And That's also very second, important. That's very important she that she second, witnessed it. Yeah. Cause she was going to leave. She was already out of the room. Now, if she left the room, everything is left to speculation. Right. And then the murder mystery that we're watching goes, well, did he really slice his own, slit his own throat? We don't know because no one saw him do it. Right. So to see her open the door back up and actually watch him do it tells us, well, shit, no one killed the guy. Nobody yeah. killed him. He, I mean, you did. You, you gave him an overdose. So he slit his own throat. So this is it. Okay, what's the fucking mystery here? Yeah. You know, and this is only like the halfway point of the movie. And I didn't think about it until just now, but because she opened the door, because she opened the the door and watched him get murdered, she does, we find out later uh, when we kind of cut to her and she's ridden with this guilt, we realize that she's got a very small dot of blood on her shoe, right. which Benoit does pick up on. Yeah. It doesn't automatically, you know, we find out later what he thinks about it, but that's important too. We find out that there is a plot hole. She could get caught. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that whole time, so she knows exactly what happened. She, she doesn't want to get in trouble because then her family gets deported. She goes to jail. So she's trying to, trying to do what Harlan asked her to do. And, um, and with all of that, she goes to ransom for help. Basically. But that, the ransom thing came after the, the will was read. You're right. Yeah. So the will gets read and everything is left to Marta. Everything. The house, the money, the publishing, everything is left to her. So the family, that's when they turn on her like, yeah, you were out. You, this is. Yeah, it's like, why would he leave it to you? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to them. I mean, to anybody else, you go, well, yeah, you guys are all selfish. You're all milking off of this, this money, this cash cow. And this person is actually genuine and a good-hearted person, and she cares about him, and she's his friend. So she gets it. And um, go do whatever it is you do. If you call yourself self-made, then go do that. You don't need this money. You don't need my house. You don't need $60 million. $60 million. Yeah. But Marta gets it. And, and um, everything looks like it's going to work. Um, and uh, Chris Evans actually gets pretty elated at the fact that no one gets anything. Yeah. Even even himself, he doesn't get anything yeah. either. But and he, and I think he knew he knew that walking out at the party, you know, he knew that he wasn't going to get anything. Well, we find out why. We find out yeah. why he's so elated yeah. because he had already put a plan, a plan in motion. Yeah. He wanted to see them all suffer and not get anything. Um, because he knows what really happened. Mm-hmm. So they all chase her out. They're all asking Linda, you know, Linda's asking if she if she's like sleeping with her old her the dad, this eighty five year old guy, and she just wants to get away. Her car won't start, so she gets in the car with ransom, and then they go out and they have some food. And he's like suddenly shift of character, you know. And by the way, let's just go back and say that we don't like ransom from the beginning. Yeah, anyway. from the beginning, we're told by the director this guy's an asshole. 
and even and even our even yeah. our character, our lead character Benoit says nothing. Uh, nothing defines uh, reads a character better than a dog. You know, if a dog likes you, then then yeah, they're a good judge of character. And then we and cut then we cut to, to <laughs> we cut to Chris Evans pulling up in his car, and and he hates dogs, and dogs hate him. So then, you're telling yeah. us right away, we don't bad like character. Her. We don't like you. We don't like. You. And then when. Then when he goes to pick her up and she jumps in the car with him and they go and eat, yeah. suddenly he's this different, nice guy. Yeah. He cares about her. He wants to know what's going on, how and she's the, feeling. And the thing with Marta is she can't tell a lie. That's her big thing. That's a big, big thing that we, we actually skipped when yeah. you go over until but, now. But okay. now's a good time to talk yeah. about it. She can't lie. And if she lies, she vomits. She, and it's, and it's brilliant. So while she's talking with uh, with Chris Evans' character Ransom, she tells him everything. She tells him that she uh, overdosed him on morphine and that he was gonna die. And instead, he slits his throat. And she's worried that now the toxicology, uh, tox what's, yeah. what's in this? toxicology? <laughs> yeah, uh, Sazerac. Sazerac. <laughs> New Orleans for the drunk. For drunk. Um, um, uh, that is, um, well, what? <laughs> Sazerac. Sazerac. You'll lose your train uh, of thought. So the, the, the toxicology report. Oh, am blood. I saying it right? Oh, blood, yeah. The blood, the blood report, toxicology the report. The blood toxicology will show that he was overdosed. Will show that he was overdosed and she's going to go to jail. Her parents are, or her mom's going to be deported along with her sister. And Ransom's there to help. He's there to help, but at this point, they don't know that there's a toxicology. Report. No, and and so to get her to tell the truth, um, he feeds her all this beans, beans and, and sausage, and sausage, and puts a bowl in front of her. Puts a bowl in front of her. Says, tell me everything. Yeah, <laughs> tell me everything, and uh, and she does. She spills the beans. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant, Ryan <Yeah>. Johnson. <laughs> Absolutely genius. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and what an interesting story thing, uh, line to put in there is that, well, she can't tell a lie cause she'll throw up. Well yeah. then Benoit is going to have her next to him the, the whole time. Yeah. He's like, he, well, come with me. You're going to be my he, confidant. He calls her Holmes, right? She does. She's like, yeah. you're going to be my Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Watson and she's Holmes. And, oh, that right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh. He no, knows. no, Cesar. No, no. Says She's Watson. That's what he said. No, you didn't. Yeah, I'm he sure said he she's Holmes. He, Benoit is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. The assistant Watson yeah, is Marta. That's not what he I said. said. I said uh, that she called her Holmes. Oh, did you mess it? Okay. I did. He did. Play the play the clip. I'm back. not sure what it. Play it back. Yeah. Too late now. We're going live. We're going live. Um, and uh, Our producer, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, <laughs> keep us on track. I pay very close attention to. And me. she's sober. Um, so <laughs> that, what, what movie is this? It's called Holmes. Holmes, Holmes is nice. Holmes. Sherlock's out. <laughs> uh, we got to wrap this up. Um, there's so just, much to talk about. We just got started. I know. We just, uh, so, uh, we haven't said it, shit. Ransom, I know. Ransom gets gets uh, Marta to tell I him everything. I sure hope everything. you guys have watched this fucking movie because before it you... won't fucking make <laughs> sense. It won't. It just. It's. When I was younger, when I was a kid, and I saw a movie, this is how I would retell the movie. Everything, and it, it would, and it would jump back and forth, 
and it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> we're, we're doing it great. would have been faster to go great. watch the movie. We're doing great. <laughs> we are. I, you're doing really good. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, don't forget, if you don't like this, get review butt plugs. If you don't like our review, stick it up your ass. Um, <laughs> We're so close. We're so close. So close. Let's wrap up really the good. ending. You, yeah. Um, We're not close at all. Um, I'm asking Rachel. But we are going to wrap it up, though. Yeah. Um, so, um, what happens? So, Chris Evans is tricking her. He's ploying her into thinking that he's on her side. When, when what actually happened was, he's the one that switched the labels. He didn't switch the labels. He switched the liquid inside. The liquid inside. Because... Which is the equivalent of switching the labels. Yeah. No, but I I looked at that, and and it wasn't until the second time. I'm like, why didn't he just peel off the labels? Because that's hard to do. I get it. It's easier to take the liquid out. Right. So he pulled the liquid out of each one, and then... Uh, put the morphine in the the I can't remember what it's called. He but took the, other the antidote out. He he stole that. Took that with him. So yeah, I just fucking said that. He said he took it out. He took it out. He took, took it, it out. out. He took took it. Put it in his and walked away. It wasn't there. No, it wasn't there. <laughs> so uh, there's no way of this antidote. The weirdest anti- <clears throat> antidote. The only antidote. 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 That's, that's when you tell stories. And that's ant- antidote. Oh. Antidote is okay. like, it'll keep you from dying. Um, so this little loophole, this might be the weirdest part of the movie, is like, is like he did it and switched it, hoping that she would give him what should be the right thing. But as fate would have it, she gave him the wrong thing. Because the table fell over and she picked up the wrong thing, but it still was the right thing. He still right. would have lived. He never would have been overdosed because and he the, didn't the need to his own throat. Of the two liquids are different. It's like so, I'm a painter. I pick up like, paintbrushes all the time. If I picked up, if I reached down and without looking and I picked up um, a, a round zero paintbrush and then I reached over and I picked up a flat twenty four paintbrush, I would know the difference just by picking them up without looking. Her as a nurse. One weighs a little more. The viscosity is a little heavier. So just by looking, she did give him the right thing. She knew it was the right thing. But then when she took the time to look at the label, the label after the fact, she's like, "Oh she god, realized, oh crap, this isn't good." So when she shares that information with Chris Evans, who knows he switched it, he's like, "I'm gonna help you out," but really he's helping himself out. He's not helping her out. Right. He, so he uh, says, "I'm gonna help you out, but I want a cut of the, the yeah." Inheritance. You give me a cut of this, and I'll make sure the family doesn't find out about it. Because when he says, I'm going to help you out, you're like, oh, wow, he really is a nice guy. Yeah, you think He's that. like, I'm going to make sure that this doesn't happen to you. You don't go to jail. This doesn't happen. And then it comes out, I want money. You're like, oh, there it is. You're yeah. an asshole. Yeah, you're still, you're still, still an guy. asshole. Well, um, <clears throat> and you still don't know that he's actually the one that's... that's yeah, you don't know. That's part yeah. of this whole thing. Yeah, watch. you should watch the movie. Um... So, uh, should we cut to the end? I don't know, man. Nearly? This is where all this good shit happens. I know. I think we just we just keep talking about it. The more we talk about it, the more drunker I get. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did not go to the funeral, but he did go to the reading of the will. 
the reason he didn't go to the funeral was because that was the best time to go into the house and make and try to find the bag right. and, and switch things back out. And unbeknownst to him, the uh, the housekeeper was there and she witnessed it and she saw it. Which is not Marta. Marta is something, uh, the housekeeper is somebody different. And he calls her Fran. Yeah. And um, Fran sees this whole thing, knows that he's up to something, has no, not sure exactly. Yeah what he's doing up there but knows that he shouldn't be there he's up to no good because and she's the one that bribes him so she sends him blackmails black blackmails him yeah and she sends him a note because she knows somebody that works at the uh the medical examiner's her cousin and she can get the toxicology report she sends it to him and now he feels like he's in trouble but then he takes it and he sends it to marta to make it look like marta's the one being blackmailed um and uh, he tells Fran to meet him at this one place. He overdoses Fran with morphine, morphine to again. What's in that? Sazerac. Sazerac. To, um, to blackmail Marta. Yeah. And then he sends that information to Marta. And you know, it's 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 funny things because they're driving in a car together, and he goes, "Oh wow, you got this thing? Oh well, you got to meet somebody somewhere. Did you check your emails? No, I right. didn't check my emails. It's like you're and, telling us right there he yeah. fucking's the one who sent the email. Yeah." But I didn't catch it the first time. No, and and obviously I caught it because I saw it for a second time. But the first time I didn't see it. And, you know, so sure it's enough, so she well done. Emails, she's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I got to meet at this street, at this address on Columbus Street. So the other thing is when, when Harlan gets the overdose the first time, he thinks he gets the overdose, uh, she says you have 10 minutes to live. It's 15, I believe. 15 minutes? 15 minutes to live. Um... So we know that to be, that's 15 minutes. Once you get that injection of morphine of that high of uh, 100, 100 cc's, you're going to die in 15 minutes. He's with Marta, Ransom is. But he's met with, with Fran earlier and gave her the injection. At what time did he meet with Fran to inject her and then meet with Marta. And I was just telling Rachel yesterday. Because it's almost like, hours happen. So much happens. Yeah. Because after he meets with Fran, he meets up with Marta. They go to the medical examiner's office. They find out it's been torched. They see Benoit. They go on a high-speed chase. Ransom goes and is taken to the police car. And then that's when Marta and Benoit are driving. She's like, oh, it's getting close to this time. I want to meet Yeah, I got to go pick something up. Exactly. You know. So so much time. So, so much more than fifteen time, minutes and, has and passed. I, and I read somewhere that that the original meeting was at nine a.m. So it's been over an hour since she's been injected with this morphine. Mm -hmm. So we've already known that fifteen minutes is the allotted time. After fifteen minutes, you die, unless you get medical attention. So. That was one thing that I wasn't clear of. Even the second time, I'm like, wait a minute. When did he meet with Fran? Because Fran gets injected with so much morphine, she would definitely be at that, been dead by the time. That yeah, she because got he meets... Uh, when when we finally see Marta and Fran together, mm -hmm. so much time has passed. Sure, yeah. She, but we Fran don't, should be dead. She should be dead. But and we think not. she is when we first see her, but she's not. Right. And then she tries to save her life. And she calls yeah. 911. Yeah, and she says, you did this. You did this. Yeah. Um, and so it's so good because once again, we see it 
shot one way and then later on we see it shot a different way because she says you did this she you did this she does say that both times though but she says you did this she says it both times though i don't know if the first time well that that would be misleading for the director to show us something that isn't actually said no but i think right that's what's interpreted as the audience um, they kind of get away with it because she is dying and she's letting loose a lot of breath and her voice is but she's shaking. Hugh that both, that I agree because again, he, you and Hugh sound almost identical when you're in the throes of death. Right. So but, I think the first time as well. But I'm, she said she said you did this and that was me. But saying I'm interested Hugh, but it now. I want to uh, now I want to rewatch even a third time. Yeah. And just hear her if she did say Hugh did this. Or she did say, you did this. She, uh, that would be, you give it a soft H. Uh, it's going to sound like you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just interested to see if they did something a little bit different. Just just that, to trick the audience. That would, just piss, me a little that would piss me off if they did that. But it's her interpretation. And that every time we see something shot one way, it's interpreted one way. When no. they asked no. Marta, oh, no. she's a part of the family. Come over here. That's not, that's not right. It's not an interpretation. It is actually what happened. But it's our interpretation of what happened. No, we just get we get to see a different point of view of it. Okay. I'll have to. I want to watch it. Again. Yeah. If you're lying to us, and then we get to see another interpretation of it, then we're like, oh, well, that's not really what you told us before. Right. But I think what they do is they just show a different camera angle, but it's still the same thing. Like when you look through the frosted glass and someone goes down the stairs and turns around and goes back up wearing a robe and a cap. Yeah. We're well, not lying to us. Right. That is what happened. We're just seeing it from this camera angle, different point of view. And then when you go in the kitchen and you see that it's actually the face. Yeah. You go, oh, okay. It's through a frosted glass. You're still not lying to us. Right. We're seeing it from a different point of view. Yeah. So it's, it's just you're revealing more now to us. But I think she's saying Hugh both times. Okay. And um, by the way, um, Ransom's first name, in case you forgot, was Hugh. Yeah. Uh, but again, those of you who have watched this, you've seen the movie, so you know you know what we're talking about, and you have a good idea what we're what we're discussing. Um, and and uh, now it comes to her getting the toxicology report and finding out where it is, because she she goes, she finds Fran, she finds Fran, she calls nine one one, and she's like, it's it's enough, it's over. And and Chris Evans has been been cuffed and taken in, and he's told. He spilled the beans. He's told every, everything. So now they're sitting in the hospital. It's Benoit and Marta. And she's about to tell Benoit everything. He goes, I know. Um, Ransom just said everything. He told the whole story. So you tell him everything? Everything. And they're okay. So you know everything. So I'm going to go and tell the whole family. So the family gets together. And they go back to the house. And, and she's going to renounce. She's going to tell him everything that happened with the overdose. And so basically, when her. when somebody is uh, in connection with the death, the they don't get the inheritance anymore. It goes back to the family. So that's what she's about right. to admit. Right. That she had she had everything to do with the death, and that the money doesn't belong to her. It belongs to the family. Also, this is very important before we give away the very ending of this thing. Um, the lawyer that comes in to talk about the will. And read the will and test final testament to to the family is Frank Oz. Mm -hmm. Frank Oz. Um, those of you who know Frank Oz, you know who he is. You know what he's done. You know he does the voice of Miss Piggy, uh, Grover, Yoda, of course. Yep. 
So interesting that Ryan Johnson directed a Star Wars movie and then he brings back the voice of Yoda for this movie. Yeah. Um, and there was times when I just wanted him to say, like, money you not get. <laughs> um, and, and, and what's so good about him is that you, you would have no idea that he does Yoda. Oh. You know, and mm -hmm. he's been in, he's done so many little cameos like that. Yeah. Blues Brothers. Blues and, Brothers. You know, and, uh, and he's just so good for this part. It's just, and now, obviously, he tells the story, and they cut to later, and he's still explaining to, this is what happened, this is what, his assistant is passed out, yeah. because they've been going over and over and over this thing, over and repeatedly, that, the, I don't know how else to explain it to you, this is, this is what's written, this is who gets the money, you don't get the money, Marta gets the money, Yeah, you know, anyway. Yeah. So now Marta's going to tell him. She's going to tell him the whole thing. She's going to renounce it. She's responsible. She's the one that overdosed him. Um, everything's... She's going to get it off her chest. And then she finds the full toxicology report in this place that she knows Fran likes to stash her joints. Um, so they find it, and she hands it to Benoit to read. And as he's reading it, she's speaking at the same time. The family has... Her full attention, and she's about to renounce it when... And then Blanc says, no! That's not what happened. Uh, she doesn't uh, resound anything. And she, she lays it. He lays into him. Yeah. And he's, yeah. It's, You're vultures. Vultures. Yeah. Do you mind if I can read the quote? Yeah, that, ahead, that for me, I wrote it down because that is a moment in the film where they mention the name of the film. And that's one of my favorite things when I'm watching a film. I'll hit I'm Brandon. doing this because you need to get lower. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hit Brandon and I'll be like, oh, that's the name of the thing. Yeah. But it's, quote... Excuse me, you have not been good to her. You have all treated her like shit to steal back a fortune that you have lost and she deserves. You're a pack of vultures at the feast. Knives out and beaks bloody. Well, you're not getting bailed out. Not this time. Miss Cabrera has decidedly, definitively, uh, decided definitively not to renounce the inheritance. Big dramatic moment. And I love that. That's great. Hopefully you guys can understand her. I know you can't see her, but she's eating corn on the cob while she was <laughs> doing that. Um, if, if it sounded a little bit... Um, that's why. Um, kitty. What was wrong with this? I thought I did a good job. They know I'm joking. You're the only one that know, doesn't know I'm joking. Um, no, that was great. Yeah, that was a wonderful moment. And and you're, you're still going, what's going on? Yeah, what's... But you know, you know he just read something that's important on there. Yeah. And 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 that's when he figures out that she, she gave him exactly... The medication he deserved. She just reached over, made sure she knew by doing it so much she picked up the right thing, and she actually she did give him by the right dosage. And, and she he, takes it. She he takes her in another room. The cops come in, and he's like, "Try to get the whole family out." But here in a minute, do the the whole whisper thing, and they do that in, in murder mysteries a lot. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, what the fuck did he just say? He said yeah. something important right there. Something's gonna happen later. This cop's gonna do something. What is it yeah. gonna be?" And uh, so he brings her into the room. Of course, it's the same room that he's question everybody of course it's the same room where all of the knives are on this ornate thing behind her and um and he tells her he's like toxicology report came back and positive um this is gonna be hard news to take but you did the right thing and he didn't need to slice his throat and he would have lived if he hadn't have done that he'd still be with us um so it was all for nothing yeah and then one of the officers brings in Chris Evans. And uh, Benoit 
lays the whole plan out. You're the one who hired me. And because um, Chris Evans hired him before the funeral. Like, you know, like, why did you hire me? And who hired me? And why would someone do this and go through this whole this whole thing the whole to thing. give me a stack of cash and bring me here he, to investigate? set up. Yeah. That Marta killed him. Chris Evans was so sure his plan was so solid that it would all just lead back to Marta. And it blew up in his face. And Marta was true to every everything. She was never selfish. She was never trying to get any gains out of anything. And uh, and I think that's, that's such a, a wonderful part of the story is she's just a good person and being good pays out at the end of this with all these other horrible people. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and he confesses in a sense. However, he hasn't technically killed anybody, right? I mean, grandfather right. Killed, sliced his own throat. He's going to get off. He's got lawyers that can get him off. He hasn't killed anybody. So what? He's done a few things. Maybe arsony for burning down the place. Um, and, oh, Fran lived because, Fran. because Marta... Gave her CPR. Yeah, it saved her life. Oh, here's a phone Everything call. And, and, Marta yeah. just gets a phone from a phone call from the hospital. Oh, what's that? Oh, great news. Thank you, doctor. Fran's gonna live. And then he's like, "Yeah," because he like, says, "She's alive." He's, like, I, he's shit. like, "I killed. I tried to kill her, but it. It. I didn't kill her because right. she's alive. So, um, you got nothing on me." And then it turns out she did die. She throws up in his face, and that's when yeah. he realized she lied. Yeah. He confessed right before she threw up. Fran is dead. He killed Fran. He's going away for murder. And then he decides he's going to take one of the knives from the, from the thing, from the, the big ornate... Throne? Throne. Throne. Sure. Of knives. Throw our knives, and he's going to fucking stab Marta. Ah, it's all slow motion. It's awesome. It's so good. And every shot, like you see, you see every person, you see him grab the knife, and they do the vertigo shot where everything stretches. And then they show her and everything stretches. And they show Benoit and everything stretches. And they show the cops and everything stretches. And, and nobody can get to her in time. Yeah. And they go down together and the camera goes down with them. And goes down with yeah, them. On the and floor. And he lands on her and they both look at each other. And then he's like... It's a fake knife. It's a prop knife. It's, prop it's knife. retractable. And, um, and that's mentioned earlier in the film. It's the, one of the most best yeah. foreshadowing lines that I've ever heard. In history of cinema, uh, the father way, way early on is talking to Marta, and he says, um, "Yeah, we're a lot alike, my grandson and I." I said, "But he," and he pulls out a real knife, and he goes, "He would know the difference between a real knife and a prop knife," and he puts the real knife into the table. And then at the end of the movie, he doesn't know the difference between a real knife and a prop knife. It's a genius. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those. I'm gonna put that there. An hour later. Yeah. We'll see. And it's just really well done. Um, so, obviously, Marta doesn't get killed. Chris Evans' character, Ransom, gets arrested for yeah. the murder. And, the murder. I mean... He walks by the whole family, and none of them really want to look him in the eyes. Yeah. You know, they're um, kind of like, oh, you fucked it all up for us. And while this is all happening, Linda, his eldest daughter, finds the note that that her dad left her. Um, and they have a special way of communicating, which is, uh, was it lemon juice or something? So, yeah, lemon like juice. A, so she it's heats like invisible. up, it's invisible. it's invisible ink until you heat it up 
and she reads everything in the letter that Harlan has her dad has written to her about her husband cheating on her. Yeah. Uh, so the next shot you see is Don Johnson has a black eye. <laughs> it's so fucking. <laughs> and he turns. Like, he turns and he's got this this eye. You know she she clocked him and and he looks up and as the camera pulls back on the dolly, the next person looks up and the next person looks up and the next person looks up and they're all looking up and Marta walks out with a cup of coffee. And she's on the balcony looking down on them. And it is fantastic because the person that they look down on, they now are looking up on. And her cup Immigrants, says, we get the job done. my house, my rules. Yeah. And something else. What is it? My. The important part. Yeah. My house, my rules. Yeah. And, and she's holding it because the house has been left to her. Yeah. So she's holding it in a way that just says, my house. Yeah. As she's drinking her tea. Genius. And uh, man, it's so, so good. <laughs> so good. It's, my wife and I have both seen it twice. It's a movie that we would own. And. Oh, I'm going to watch it so many times. And. Uh, it's, it's probably my favorite movie of the year. It, it's, it's, it, yeah. And you, you said it right after we watched yeah, it. Yeah, I loved it so much. And uh, you, you love murder mysteries. Yeah. And and I said I I don't want to compare it to Clue, but I think it's the, the this this generation's Clue. That's I mean that's safe to say because yeah. I mean a lot of the comedy comes from the eccentric characters. They're not playing the comedy as much as Clue would. Um, however, I think that he does this great job of of telling us right away. Um, he flips the tables because how do you keep a murder mystery intriguing? How do you show us something we haven't seen before? Well, uh, it's is it really a whodunit if it was actually a suicide? If it's actually a suicide? Yeah, it's not exactly. really a whodunit. And then you tell us, also tell us right away, this is the person that's the worst person out of the family. He did it. He's the bad guy. He's the bad. Guy. He he, he kind of tells us. But then we go, oh, you're trying to trick us. You're trying to tell us this is the person we should hate, so we shouldn't hate him. Yeah. And this is the person we should like, so I'm going to be suspicious of this person all yeah. the time. Um, and, and you're suspicious of everybody, everybody. Because why are they lying? Yeah. Why are they lying from the minute we, we see them being questioned? Like, why would they lie about that? You but know but that? even early on, uh, one of the, the cops says, that's weak sauce. Sure, they all lie. Sure, they all have these small motives but it's not motives enough to kill somebody for yeah it's all weak yeah sauce. so rachel hates that <laughs> that is my only yeah. critique of the film when i saw he goes a detective an official detective is saying that's weak sauce you're pouring that weak sauce all over me that rang so untrue to me and so like it took me out of the movie i hated that line that he said that hated it i'm like a detective is not gonna say weak sauce and then mime pouring sauce all over himself i hated it i don't remember, I don't remember. I don't remember. oh yeah he says that's weak sauce and then he puts his hand up and says you're pouring that weak sauce all over me and pretends to douse himself in said weak sauce i hated it awesome i love this awesome. movie that is the only part i disliked that's interesting that's interesting all the all the eccentric characters in here you didn't like that. <laughs> um, so we, we really try to get this podcast done in 20 minutes. So, <laughs> um, um, what's that? What are we at? And we're 25, at, 25 minutes? No, we're at hour 15. Hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks um, for listening. Um, we want to get to uh, a trivia point in the show. Um, we're going to do this every episode. Every episode we'll do a trivia. We think we know the movie. And Rachel is going to uh, quiz us. 
Um, what? There's certain points questions. in the movie, or certain characters, certain people, certain actors, uh, actresses. You know, whatever. Gonna be, it's gonna be kind of like a game. So I'm yeah. gonna try to get more points than you. Right. And, and whoever wins, whoever wins, wins. Whoever, whoever loses. loses, has to bring the next beverage. It won't be Sazerac. Sazerac. So every week we won't do Sazerac. Sazerac. What's in what this? What is this? What's in this? I'm buying. Uh, like I said, um. We're getting more liquored up throughout the throughout the, <laughs> the show, um, but the the next week's episode will uh, tie into whatever movie we're going to watch. So I don't want to pay for that. Um, so I hope so. I hope we get this. You better so, win. Uh, you gotta win. Uh, you gotta win. I'm gonna win because so, you're uh, too drunk. I'm from Sazerac. So um, okay, Rachel, we are ready. Rachel's for our trivia. Got it. It's trivia. That was my Activia Jamie Lee Curtis joke. I've been sitting on that for two weeks, it's and I'm yeah. so happy with it. That's funny. <laughs> I told Brandon a couple days ago, I got a joke. I actually think I got it's a joke. Time. Wait, no, it's trivia. Activia. 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 It's trivia. Yeah. Moving on. I don't think she sold it enough. Believe it enough. Do it again. Well, I, I, you critiqued my Benoit Blanc monologue, so I was feeling a little attacked. Wait, so it's very wait, wait, how put, do we how do we put the corn on the cob down, everybody? She's okay. not that. Wow, it was delicious. So this is specifically designed with five questions, so there can be a winner. Uh, every single question, I will read you the question. I'll mm -hmm. give you a chance to think about it, and I'm going to give you a three, two, one, and then you have to answer. Okay. Uh, if you guys are both wrong, I'll try to do it again. But uh, at some points, I may just say whoever's closest. We gotta get a buzzer, so we see who heads it first gets the answer. We I know, or or well, at least one, they, one they are, I believe they are specific enough. Where you guys may not have the same answer. Okay. And if okay. that is so, it's whoever is quicker after the three, two, one. Okay. So the first question. The Academy Awards were last week. Ooh. In what category was Knives Out nominated? This is not a multiple choice. Best original screenplay. Uh, so there was oh no, you're disqualified. There was a three, two, one. That does not count. I just explained the rules. Wow. So that does not count. We're moving on. No points. A, no I points. Felt a, I felt a pause. Right. I felt yeah. There was a beat there. That was. I was. There was a three. I'm okay. very specific about wow. the three, two, one. You may want to wait this time. Second question. Yeah, last September. Fucking jazz in there. Last Nine September, out. Ryan Johnson started his own production company. What is it called? I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Okay. Is it T Street? C Street, B Street, or Z Street? Good luck. I'm going to give you a three, two, one. I'll give you a second to think about it. Wait, what? what can you I already know it. I don't C need it. C, B, yeah. Z. Okay, I'll give you a three, two, one. B. T Street. Damn it. It is T Street. Point Why? for which. All right, moving on. Question three. Don't wait fucking five minutes for the three, two, one. <laughs> Jesus, I knew the first one and the second one. Question lose. number three. Who in the cast is Australian? Born and bred in Australia with an amazing American accent. I'll give you a three, two, one. And I'll give you a hint, it is in the main cast. Oh, okay. I'll give you a three, two, one, three, two, one. Michael Shannon. I want to say Tony Collette. It is Tony Collette. Oh, fucker, really? Two wow. points for Rich. So, Brandon, you have to win both of these to tie. You broke the rules. I am very clearly explained the rules. I'm not going to argue. Question number four. You shouldn't have said anything. The All film right. grossed nearly $27 million during its opening weekend. What was the film's budget? At this point, I'm going to take whoever is closest. And it is in millions, obviously. So, I'm going to give you three, two, one. Oh, man. 
ticket. You did your homework. I did. We talked about it. You know how much it made? Yeah. So you did, obviously, uh, it 40 million. You were disqualified. What, what is your answer, Rich? What? Disqualified? Why am I disqualified? I did not give a three, two, one. You can't oh, just you can't just shout out what? the answers. Oh. So you automatically lose no matter what, but hey. You just said, what are your answers? Oh, gosh. You know what? If this is going to be, I very clearly <sighs> explained the three, two, one. Okay. I don't even know how the point system works anymore. So I know Rich has two and Brandon has none. Except that's the last question. But what do you... What, I, there is one more question. Oh, one no, more question. You know what? Let's make this one double point. So Brandon, okay. if you get it, you okay. win. You tie. Okay. And Rich, if you get it, you win okay. amazingly. 40 million. You win 40 <laughs> million dollars. That was the budget. <laughs> we need to know the answer. Budget was 40 million. Yeah. And he would have gotten it right. I know. But he didn't wait for the three, two, one. I, I Learn from it, your you, friend's mistakes. You pause. Very last question. <laughs> Last question. So almost every single person in this cast is in some type of horror movie, uh, especially in recent years, but got, kind of going back, like Jamie Lee Curtis was in Halloween about all the brutals, brutal murders performed by serial killer Michael Myers. Chris Evans was in that horrifying rendition of Fantastic Four. <laughs> uh, but several, I'm so glad you left at that. That's why we're married. Uh, but several of the cast members have been in horror films in the last few years. Uh, Jaden Martell was in It. He was the... Um, they called him the Nazi child. Uh, he was in It, Chapter 1 and 2. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield was in Get Out. He was the uh, one of the cops. And then Tony Collette was in Hereditary. So of those three films I mentioned, It, Chapter 1, Get Out, and Hereditary, two of those were in 2017. One was in 2018. Which film was in 2018? Was it It, Chapter 1, Get Out, or Hereditary? I'm going to give you a 3, 2, 1. I'm looking for the one from 2018. 18. Three. Ooh. Yes. Hereditary. Get out or it. Three, two, one. Hereditary. You're just waiting for Rich. Rich gets nearly a clean sweep. If he had listened to the rules, he would have gotten pretty much oh, every single question right. Mm -hmm. So, Bran, I'm sorry. You slash we are providing the alcohol this God time. Damn oh. Oh. We got you, you can't do this trivia thing. I'm going to win every week. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. So folks, thanks for listening yeah, for this uh twenty minute podcast. <laughs> and uh, uh we know how to wrap up uh we've been told this for many years. That's actually what got us into doing this. We've been told that we know how to tell a story and wrap up a movie in twenty minutes and, and and really give a good review. Um so we thought, well why not do a podcast and um and film it too. I mean, if we yeah. look this good, we might as well film it. Yeah, I mean, right? Who would want to hear? Look at this grade that we got going yeah. on. That matches. You look yeah. like you're a prisoner from a fucking Charlie Chaplin movie. <laughs> you look like you were um, <laughs> on, a, what? on a Mustang football league. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Watch it, buddy. Yeah, and uh, watch us on YouTube or listen to us on Apple Podcast. Uh, thanks again. We really appreciate it. It's only going to get better, folks. This is our first one. Keep listening. Will it? Yeah. <laughs> Sazerac! <laughs> <laughs>